0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast somehow more likely to fail than the current Cardinal starting rotation. (laughs) My name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorca. Hey, Nady H., how you doing? (laughs) good now we're recording this on tuesday so you know maybe something will happen you know uh in in the next 24 hours before this releases and and my joke will be less good but we all know that's probably not the case (laughs) anyway uh we are this week going to be talking about the remaining free agents the trade market and we're going to touch on the other moves that have happened around the league an idea for the opening bit tweet us at talk about birds you know ben despite the fact that barely anything has happened in the last week we've got (laughs) so much to talk about we've always got plenty to talk about it's a full show (laughs) it's a full show i know it's stupid um, but yeah we got a
1: full show for you we
0: got a full show for you so don't you worry uh first of all happy holidays
1: thank you Ben, how
0: you feel how you feeling you feeling good about the holidays
1: oh nate i'm up to my eyeballs with christmas cheer yeah and uh i don't know um what, what other other things that happened this time i'm 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 beyond excited that, that
0: the ham is roasted oh, you know yeah. i i can smell ham. it from
1: here yep mm-hmm. um and, and you know me this is this is my time of year this is this when i come alive this is when i am mm-hmm. my myself you know my my the best version of me
0: so yeah i'm mm-hmm. gonna
1: rip ripping and roaring and
0: ready to go running down shopping aisles, scooping things into carts, looking no. like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in jingle all the way um, <laughs> fighting over toys, uh, but they're just for you.
1: Get a turbo man. <laughs> um, you know, I am actually even what you didn't like that.
0: <laughs> no, just, no, it's fine. Just keep going <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: for being a bit of a, uh, a, a, a Scrooge or a Grinch or whatever. I am one of those people that likes to get my Christmas shopping done. Like in November, I, yeah. uh, I don't like shopping. So <laughs> it's just more <laughs> things that I don't like, I guess. And I'm yeah, trying cool, to fun.
0: This uh, It went really well with <laughs> Thanksgiving when I asked you, how do you feel about Thanksgiving? And you just ranted uh, about how much you don't like it for five minutes. So uh let's do it let's rerun the tape but for uh for christmas
1: no you know what i'm uh we're we're recording on tuesday because i'm flying out wednesday evening um i'm coming back home to st louis so i get to see my friends and family that's i like that that's good um and you know
0: (laughs) yeah you know we we had a question in the bird scored uh any like family traditions for christmas and uh you know we actually don't talk about it a lot on the show for anyone who's a newer listener ben and i are actually cousins we basically had like identical childhoods so (laughs) 45 um,
1: minutes away from each other yeah
0: yeah so all of our christmas traditions are basically the exact same and none of them particularly exciting or unique i do think Um, you know, coming to a Christmas party with our families is basically entering into the roast zone, which I think is one thing that is unique, not necessarily unique, but it is a tradition to to our family. Which is, if you say or do anything slightly (laughs) stupid, you are will be roasted for the rest of the night. So, (laughs) um, I think that that dynamic has carried into our regular lives and and is sort of the cornerstone of this podcast (laughs) as well. Um, but yeah, more, more, yeah, more currently, our tradition i think that i actually care about is that you and mary come and stay with us for the yeah. christmas holiday which is a ton of fun
1: yeah we we kind of set up camp in in your little guest bedroom up there and and kind of take over part of the house and you guys let us and every time uh, i arrive in st louis nate and molly have uh fresh ice cold beers waiting for us and usually a uh, uh is it a Dogtown pizza is that the is that the brand yeah
0: I have to tell you, um, we've got the beers, not the pizza, but that's because I'm oh making pizza my. this time. Oh, yes. I'm, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was so I'm okay
1: with that. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's great. We look forward to it. And, uh, you know, I mean, really, we get to see uh, your adorable little girls. So that that's mostly mm-hmm. what it's about. And you guys happen to be there. Um, but getting to, getting to see the kiddos is always a, a treat too. And that's why I, I figured you were talking about there. our cats. I figured you were talking about our cats. So. <laughs> I, I love all, all four of the girls there. I do love to, uh, to, uh, come over and, and I pet and poke and scream mm-hmm. at
0: and steal toys and all that good stuff. You, the listener can figure out which one of those are cats and which one of those are kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've got, um, we're recording on Tuesday, obviously Christmas holiday, all the holidays are happening. So we hope you out there, um, are having a great holiday season and recognizing the dedication. Most podcasts are going on break right now. And you know, what? Yeah. we're still here. So that's right. Um, and we've got all sorts of interesting content for you coming up. So um, a couple things we want to talk about one, our next episode, we're doing something that we've never done before, but we're taking advantage of Ben and I being in the same place, uh which really only happens a couple times in the year at the yep. most. We're also taking advantage of the likely uh snowstorm and and <laughs> and deep ice that's coming into St Louis, yeah, uh, and we're going to be watching a baseball movie. And we're going to talk about it in our next episode. And we wanted to let everyone know as quickly as possible because you may want to watch the movie as well. Although once we explain the movie, you may not want to. But um, (laughs) we're going to watch the movie and we're going to spend some time next week talking about it. And so, Ben, why don't you uh, give a little bit of detail about what we're watching?
1: so yeah, first I want to shout out Mortimer from the bird scored tweet, tweet, uh, he Mm -hmm. shared an article, uh, in the bird score that kind of got me on this. And, and one of the movies it was, uh, so the article was the, uh, uh, these are the seven weirdest baseball movies you will ever see. And the first one on that list is something called battlefield baseball. Um, and and I'm just going to read, uh, the author, this guy named Michael Claire, uh, who sent this out last year, Uh, The first little paragraph to kind of get everyone set up for this movie says, I'm going to be blunt. If you care about things like character development or a plot that follows a linear path from beginning to end, this is probably not going to be the movie for you. However, if you're looking for a wild mashup of genres from horror to martial arts to simply bizarre, then this is the movie for you. So. I've watched the trailer. The trailer, you you can look at our Twitter and you can find the trailer. The good news is the entire movie is for free on YouTube. So you don't have to go like rent something or download something. You just go put it on YouTube. Um, it appears to be, I think it's maybe based off a, a Japanese manga. And it, I think it's might be hyper violent. The <laughs> screen cap that is on the article is of a... Baseball player who seems to be stumbling on a baseball field, and he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight baseball bats um, impaled through various (laughs)
0: parts of his body. I thought thought you were going to say, like, in a bag or, you know, like, but, okay. All right. This is wonderful.
1: And I will say, so I think this movie is going to be absolutely ridiculous. It came out in two thousand three. I think it is going to be over the top. I think it'll probably, maybe not, be for everyone. Um, but I do think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And then, uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, if if you look at our Twitter, you can find the trailer and and you know watch it for a minute and thirty seconds and see if it's your cup of tea. And if so. You know, I, I think either way it's gonna be really fun to to talk about and to and to watch this movie. I think we'll probably have a couple of adult beverages while we're watching this and uh I don't know, sit back and, yeah. and try to try to watch what's happening. But I don't know how much actual baseball is in this movie. It might <laughs> be one of name, those though. things it is in the name and it might be one of those things where like they are on a baseball field and they're using baseball equipment and that is all the baseball that's happening. But, um, you know, it's, it's like an hour and a half. So I, I I'm a sucker for an hour and a half movie. So I, I'm, yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to try this out. Hopefully it's fun for us and enjoyable for you all to either watch or listen to us talk about it. We're also talking about doing like actually good, credible baseball movies as well. Um, <laughs> So you know we're, we've got some things on the list that we're gonna watch and and talk about on the show to um really get us through the off season. A hundred days Ben. a hundred days until opening yeah. day. Yeah, so, and I
1: think pitchers and catchers report. I think we're under seventy days for that. Um, yeah, I'll look that up. But yeah, I mean it's baseball. Like we have shows to fill. There, there, things are still dripping, um through through the the news wire. I don't know the new. Uh, I have a do Telegram
0: do system set up in my house where I it transcribes tweets for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that seems extremely <laughs> unnecessary. It's a lot of silver dollar Nate over there, big big money yeah. boy over there. He can he can <laughs> afford these kinds of things. I am um, a big money boy. <laughs> <laughs> as the as when this episode comes out, sixty four days until
0: uh, pitchers and catchers. All right, so, so we got that. Thing, yeah, yeah. Um, so look for that. We'd love for you to watch and 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 sort of listen and and you know play along with us on this little yeah. journey. Um, but uh, we've got a lot of news to talk about. Before we do that, I've got a couple things. So first of all, tonight's episode this is this is uh, talking about birds after dark after dark because we're recording yeah. really late. I just yeah. went through like a two hour thing that resulted in me smashing a sink with a hammer, not intentionally, <laughs> but I got to buy a new sink tomorrow. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, um not out of a fit of anger by the way i'm not that no. but just circumstances led to me breaking a sink with a hammer
1: you, you if you all could see how mad he is even describing uh, this right now he is unhinged
0: dude i i mean my shirt was ripped
1: Look, he called know. me
0: dude that's you can tell he's off kilter <laughs> he just called me dude uh ben i want you to know i got my driver's license renewed and um it was a little bit of an ordeal but i got it renewed and uh I thought you'd appreciate this. I bring this up because uh the picture Molly described that she said, I look like I just murdered someone and also fat. So you. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh, you that, got a thick that's just, neck. That's just for Ben, but um <laughs> there you go. All right. And then uh so Ben doesn't know anything about what I'm about to do. So mm. I was at uh Walgreens the other day a store that I don't really enjoy um, but I have to go to from time to time because of the various services they provide and um, I went to Walgreens to get my COVID booster and okay. I, I I filled out all the paperwork I signed everything and I went and sat in a chair directly in front of them and then an hour later I got up and I was like hey what's you know like." Yeah. Hey, you know, hi, I'm, I'm waiting for my COVID shot. And they're like, Oh, we didn't know you were here. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? It was like them sitting uh, in eyesight of them. Wow. And I filled out all this stuff. But anyway,
1: yeah, that, I'll tell I, you was, have more. I would have waited five minutes before I said something. I would not have been that zoned I'm, about I'm, it. I'm, Good too for you. I'm, I'm too,
0: it's a combination of polite and social anxiety. Yeah. So, uh-huh. you know, it is what it is, but sure. Um, Anyway, I was there the other day to pick up some photos, and uh, I was looking in the... Uh, you were know, picking up photos? We're, yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's 1997. I have to go and... <laughs> All right. No, we, we, print it, we printed out photos of our uh, daughter's kindergarten yeah, school yeah, yeah. photo weekend, for... Weekend, yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, and I saw a thing on the shelf that I would never buy in real life but <laughs> we have a baseball podcast so I thought I would I would get this all right I'm going to hold it up to the camera I'm going to try to describe it so it is a a box that is about as wide as a pack of playing cards but about yeah. As thick as maybe three packs of playing cards, sure, yeah, and as tall as two packs of playing cards. what a <laughs> that's my unit of measurement for this <laughs> oh God <laughs> It's about six inches tall. there we go. yeah, two inches wide and two inches mm-hmm. deep, yeah, and it just says baseball collector's edge on it. and wow. it has a like silhouette of a A a man at the plate. Yeah. Right. On the front of it, it says one in eight contain a hit. (laughs) Look for randomly inserted cards, packs, parallels, autographs, and more. Uh, On the back, it tells you that basically this from what I can tell is that they have basically like created mystery packs of baseball Stuff. stuff, yeah, <laughs> and it was four dollars and ninety nine cents. Hey, and, that's a deal. Uh, I mean, they're practically giving it away. Especially if one <laughs> and eight co- contain a hit. Yeah, which <laughs> what is this? contain a hit?
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so okay.
0: So of course I had to buy this thing.
1: Of course, smart move. Of course,
0: yeah.
1: eagle eye. Seeing everything I'm, baseball related out in the real world. Good for you.
0: I'm certain that I'm the first to make this purchase. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I thought that... You, you should have bought eight. I I almost bought... There was three on the rack, and I almost bought yeah. all three of them. Yeah. I was like, I cannot just, I cannot justify <laughs> spending $15 on this, but yeah. I can at least justify $5. Yeah. So um, I thought I'd open it on the show, and we'll see what we've got. Wait, wait, true- wait. wait. Should-
1: should we do that now or should we wait till the end? Do we, is this a, is this a teaser or uh, do you want to? No, I think we got to do it now. There's okay. no all way right.
0: that this is going to be satisfying. So it's gotta be, I've already all set right. it all up. All right. Okay. So, all right. So I'm, all right. It's a Nate's,
1: lot of, Nate's ripping at the box with his teeth right now. They're just there's slobbering everywhere. Yeah. A lot of glue, yeah, there's there's lot lot of glue, glue of, on this box. There's a lot all of glue right. on I've, the box. I've
0: torn the top open. Yeah. All right. There's a smaller box inside of it. It's. Oh, wow. Oh, wait. Okay.
1: Yeah. Nate's really rooting around there. Like, a <laughs> I don't know, like a critter looking through the trash or something. I don't know. He looks, he's got a real raccoon energy going on right now. And uh, he's, he's looking longingly into the box. I think he's maybe disappointed. I can't tell.
0: Well, okay. So I've got in my hands now a stack of baseball cards all right? right that are either actual replicas of really old baseball cards or just actual old baseball cards i'm going to guess as <laughs> as i initially peruse through this yeah they yeah, have call, dupl- how, who are you seeing what what players are you seeing say some names uh, J.C. Ramirez from the Angels. Okay, that's um, not that old. Bobby He's... Coyle from the Dodgers.
1: That sounds old. Jordy, I don't know who
0: that is. Jordi Cabrera. Zach Godley. Okay, he. that's okay. not that long ago. All-Star yeah. Game 2017. So it's just a pack of baseball cards. Yeah, but there's also... Let's see. So there's some real... You know those old, like real gritty cardboard ones. Sure, Joe Price. Wow, Donr- Donris, uh, nineteen eighty-six. Now, what I right. don't know is this an actual baseball card from nineteen eighty-six, or is this a reprint? There's also this is the real star of the show, Ben. There's a pack of gum. Oh, oh that's that the hit is... right there. The tops superstar card 1990 yearbook oh it's not gum it's stickers it's from 1990 oh okay going on my water bottle yeah uh, that so sounds here's good what, here, here's what i think i just bought i think that some <laughs> manufacturer had a bunch of old baseball cards lying around none yeah. of them worth anything yeah because in the modern era you can just google everything and right. see its value so I think I just paid five dollars for a bunch of paper that has been printed <laughs> over the last. There is not a single card in here that is the there are no players that I know. Zach Godley, State... you know him. Well, sure, but not these older ones. Yeah, Joe Price seemed to be a guy in the 80s who pitched uh baseballs. I looked it right. up. This card has something going on in it it's got like a little well jay Bunner from the yeah, mariners yeah, yeah he's like a hall of very good that's that's a player yeah. it's got like a little uh little trophy icon embossed in it is this a that's hit easy. is this because he's a oh that's the hit okay yeah i don't um, know one and eight contain a hit all right. What, well, maybe the stickers
1: are the hit. <laughs> uh I think you got duped, my friend. I
0: think I think I spent $5 <laughs> on a bunch of shit that I'm going to throw away. But you know yeah. what? Um Oh, here we go. Tony Gwen.
1: Hey, that's a hit.
0: Now that's a hit.
1: That's a young Tony Gwen, too.
0: It is a young Tony Gwen. How much uh Say what year? 1989. Yeah, what a year. Wow. Nothing good happened in 1989.
1: That was was riveting. That was that's maybe the best thing we've ever done on the podcast. (laughs)
0: I'm gonna go buy the other two that are on the on the rack. (laughs) Let's stop down.
1: You go do that. Uh Tony Gwynn was an all-star. Led the league in hits that year. Uh led the league in average that year. Um Tony Gwynn. God, he, he he's one of my favorite baseball reference pages yeah. to pull up.
0: That yeah, year, absolutely.
1: 1989, just picking this randomly, he had 56 walks this year, only 30
0: strikeouts. Just wow. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah. So I think I just bought a bunch of paper that was printed in between the eighties and 2017. And this company bought all their old cards, repackaged them into this baseball yeah. hanger and then i bought it uh um, yeah, no,
1: you got duped by some like liquidator um company that yeah. is just selling things to idiots uh like you there's little pack can't speak up for themselves fine. to get a shot in a cvs <laughs> <laughs> <I get it. laughs>
0: they're like some
1: idiot's what- gonna be standing around waiting for a shot nobody's gonna notice them and they're gonna
0: buy this and that's our business model all right i've got all right, these guys, I know these names, or at least most of them. So I've got some sticker cards here, which don't seem to actually be stickers. So I don't know what I got a Ryan Sandberg sticker card. I've got a I've got <laughs> <laughs> I've got a yeah, this, is some, this is the top of the show too. Although we're like uh, yeah, all right, let's uh, let's move on. All right. Anything we've else got, anything else. We've got some we've got some news to talk about. So uh So last week we last week we had Kyle Reese on the show and we spoke um, for a little while about (laughs) the fact that it seemed like the Cardinals were in on Carlos Rodon. Yeah, Uh, it's what I've been calling for since the trade deadline of last year. Um, You know, I I thought they—I mean, I actually thought they should sign him during free agency the year before. But it's like the Cardinals have been directly or indirectly linked to. Carlos Rodon, basically since he's left the White Sox, um, I think he's great, perfect yeah. fit for the Cardinals. We talked about how he was a perfect fit, and it was cool that it seemed like the Cardinals were into it. Uh, we really we we recorded the episode, and then literally like two hours later, an article came out from Katie Wu saying, "No, in fact, the Cardinals are not linked to Carlos Rodon." And then the next day, or a, a, a few days later, I think it was. He signed a six-year, uh, one hundred and seventy-seven million dollar deal with one sixty-two, one sixty-two. Uh, oh, I, I'm complaining. You're that, thinking the, a Dansby, yeah, yeah. Um, one sixty-two deal with the New York Yankees, which you know he had said was his preferred, uh, re- you know, result. Which we laughed about because, of course, um, yeah. and it has turned out to be the case. But I think all of us. We're pretty shocked at this final result. Six years, roughly twenty seven million AAV, yeah. um, seems like a good deal for the Yankees. Great deal for Rodon. He has multi generational wealth now off of basically a year and a half of health. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I left. I think the big question is like, I guess Ben, how frustrated are you that the Cardinals wouldn't do this? Or like, what what's your what's your takeaway on it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think my takeaway is probably the way a lot of Cardinals fans are feeling, you know, after that news, like, well, that's definitely less than I would have expected, especially with all the money that's been going around this offseason. I, you know, I expected maybe another year and a, a higher AAV. And then, you know, you look back at the Cardinals direction and you that's probably a year longer than they would have wanted to go with him. Um, that yeah. AAV, if that AAV for them, if 27 million is not in line with them for a frontline starter and free agency, then I really don't understand where like the waters that this team is playing in. I think it's prudent to not throw a ton of money at a, a pitcher who is, uh, you know, questionable injury history, who is now uh, he'll almost all of this contract will be on the other side of 30. Oh, actually, no, all of it will be on the other side of 30. all of it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And, um, you know, so, so I'll, I'll give the Cardinals the break on that. The thing that is frustrating is that that is the kind of contract that the Cardinals could easily handle. We talked about their lack of options going into, uh, 2024 and beyond. Um, so it, you know, it's hard to imagine that they can't, uh, uh shell out the, the shekels, um, uh, post 2024. They told us that the uh, payroll was going to increase and it has ever so slightly to the point where it's kind of a bit like I think it's increased like 0.1% or something really, really funny like that. But what it really comes down to is whatever projections that you want to look at. Nate's got a little uh, a little kitty encroaching on <laughs> it's very cute.
0: Ben, hey, be dust. very quiet. She's never yes. she, she's just jumped on my desk uh, <laughs> like, for developing. the first time ever. Um, yeah.
1: I I think what's my main problem with this is that you can, for what I think most of the baseball world would consider a fairly reasonable uh, dollar amount in length, get somebody who's projected to be what the top a a top five pitcher, a top three pitcher in the league, even with his kind of shaky health, he is you know looking at Steamer, looking at the other projections, looking at what he's done the past two years. Um, this is one of the best pitchers in baseball. You can go get him for money. The Cardinals need exactly what he is. He's do, he does all the things that we've talked about all offseason. He gets the strikeouts uh, when he's healthy. He goes long. He He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, so I, I think that's the part that really, really frustrates me is that. You kind of you don't expect the Cardinals to be in on everyone. They seem to pick and choose. Really, the only way to improve this team is at the very top of the, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, performance the band or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's frustrating, and you know we talked. I'm, I'm just going to keep blabbering on here. Like we talked to Kyle a lot about last week. You know, there's the Cardinals kind of have these two levers to pull. One of them is increasing the payroll. And one of them is spending with prospects and making a trade. So this kind of the fact that Rodan is gone. I mean, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Like, I don't know who else the Cardinals would really target you know, there, there's nobody else that really fits into that shape on the free agent, um, in free agency. So it kind of forces them to have to trade if they do want to improve the rotation in any meaningful way. So, yeah, I, you know, it's yeah. did I see it coming? Yeah. Is it disappointing? Of course, did it like when I saw the the numbers, it, there was kind of, the knife kind of twisted there. It's like you, you guys. Can right. afford this. Um. So,
0: yeah, Th- that to me, I, I was prepared for it not to happen, but I was expecting it to be because the Yankees or somebody was going to do like eight to ten or something yeah. for Rodon and just be like, OK, you know, all right, fine. Yep. you win. Like that's not going to be a good contract for them, but they have the money and that's what happens. And yep. you know, I was prepared. I was prepared to, you know, justify that. And we don't know, yet. know like any details if the Cardinals were actually ever in the world of making an offer. And maybe Rodon just truly chose the Yankees over anything else that happens. Sometimes players just actually want to play for a certain team and take whatever contract offer they're going to offer because it's all insane money anyway. Um, So, but it was frustrating if we assume that Rodon would have taken a better contract from the Cardinals, which again, we can't assume, but going off of that, what this basically tells me is that we need to stop thinking about the Cardinals acquiring, starting pitching in this way, because if you're not going to do better than what the Yankees did for Rodon, like. What what are you what is the recipe that you're looking for? I mean, maybe, you know, we know the Cardinals went high on David Price and didn't get him. And that's ultimately worked out well. And, you know, he was only like 28, you know, so he was younger than Rodon. Maybe there's all the injury history and the Cardinals are a conservative organization. And maybe that's what it was. But like, I just like this was the the most obvious opportunity for them to make the most obvious upgrade with the most obvious player on the market. And then the deal that comes out, you're like, well, you're not going to do better than that. Montgomery is probably going to get around 20 million a year. Yeah. And so you wouldn't go seven more or whatever for Rodon. So I, it just told me like that we've got to stop thinking about the Cardinals as, as being, pursuers of these high end starting pitchers. There's something fundamentally in their organization yeah. that they've decided we're just not going to do this.
1: And I think it comes out, you kind of were circling around it. Like they're just extremely risk adverse. And I think uh, that that is prudent in many ways. The Cardinals have been good for like our whole lives basically, you know, or, or at least relevant for quite a long time, which is great. But if you look at teams who push to get into the high nineties who find themselves in the playoffs all the time. They take risks on players. Now the Rays yeah. do that in a very specific way that really no other team does that. Uh, but the, all the teams at the top take risk on guys, the, you know, the Yankees, uh, the Red Sox have done this in the past, although we've given them enough shit this year. I don't know what they're doing, but they've yeah. taken risk on players and it's worked out well and it hasn't worked out well. They gave J.D. Martinez a bunch of money. They traded for Chris Sale, um, who was often injured and uh, and won a championship with him. They, they've done some interesting things. The Dodgers, I think, are the best example of this. The Dodgers are crazy because they will take a risk, let it work itself out for a year, and then just dump the guy and eat the salary. That's, that's a level I'm not really expecting the Cardinals to play in. But I do think that they need to be able to push their chips in a little bit more. Because of all the factors, like I think the sustainability thing is great, but really the Cardinals should have something close to, at the very least, like a top, I don't know, eight payroll in baseball. Um, And they should be willing to push their chips in when they find the guy that they want. Um, And maybe they just wrote on just wasn't that guy. And it's, it's hard for me to get there because you look at everything that we've talked about. And uh, man, he really he really seems to solve a lot of problems now and in the next few years. So,
0: yeah, yeah, certainly I don't certainly seem to line up perfectly. And and yeah, I mean, we we as fans, you know, we like to play the like bankroll management element of it a little bit. And to a degree, that's a reality. You have to, you know, the, whatever resources they commit to any player is resources taken away from a future player from a different player. Right. Um, but it is annoying because the Cardinals, uh, outdraw almost every single team in baseball. Uh, they outdrew the Yankees in 2022. Uh, so any, any perceived budgetary restrictions are entirely self-imposed and just the DeWitts not wanting to spend more money on the, on the organization because they're making money hand over fist on this, on this, uh, on this team, you know? So, yeah.
1: And, and this has been in the news recently, but the Cardinals are, you know, top in the TV ratings. They're making bucks on all their real estate dealings around the ball. I mean, it's just a money machine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's, I mean, and we love that as Cardinal fans, we love the, like, you know, all of the, the attention and the draw and that every game has a great crowd. Um, but they don't, they, they act like a mid market team in a, as a team that, um, draws and has all the other trapping. San Diego, yes. you know, is, acts like a big market team and they're in, a, you know, anyway, and, and Sorry.
1: you have to imagine that owners, 29 owners or no 28. Cause Steve Cohen's like, let's go. You have to imagine that 28 owners are, are cursing Peter Seidler. The, the uh, Bob nuttings of the world are yeah. pissed that they're seeing this guy who's in a relatively small market, pushing his chips and, Because he can Um, and it is a real competitive advantage. Like you can't buy championships in baseball, which is one of my favorite things about it, but you can really, really increase your opportunity percentages by investing in your team, investing smartly. And, and you're kind of buying yourself, you know, that extra runway that that that's kind of my, like we we've talked about this in the past, but the Cardinals kind of always seem to be betting on the 80th percentile outcome or, or better. You know, if everything goes, like we have our contingencies, if everything goes the way that we think it'll go, we're going to be really competitive. But if Jack and Wayno and Miles are injured this year, it's going to be a really, really long summer. Um, or we're going to have to make some trades at the last minute and find another hey, J or uh, J uh, Hap. What's what's uh, Hap's first name? Is it J A J A Hap? J-A. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that can't be a name, J A. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it helps
0: being in the NL Central where there's almost always like you know, only one at most three teams competitive at any moment. Like if the Cardinals were even in the NL East, I think, you know, it it might be entirely different and that it, it is interesting to think about. um, There's a lot of discussion around, um, you know, are we going to get rid of divisions? Is it going to just be the NL, AL kind of go back to the way it used to be where it's just like top five teams make it into the playoffs. Um, and can teams really just coast on being the best in a bad division like they've been able to in the past? Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a tricky balance because yeah. obviously, like, Mazelik ends up right more often than he's wrong. There are some there are some elements that are, there's some trays and there's some signings that are, are bad, you know, but also the entire heart of the Cardinal lineup comes from trades that are roundly considered the Cardinals fleecing other organizations, right? So there's, there's there's more good than there's bad. There's a reason why the Cardinals have won more often than they've lost, but you just look around the, 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 the league and you look at these teams that are like clearly more willing to take a shot. And it can be frustrating as a fan to see the Cardinals never willing to take a shot. They just want to get to the playoffs and see if the random championship generator lands in the favor of the Cardinals. And I get that because our last two championships, the Cardinals went in as maybe the eighth seed and one. And then the last time the Cardinals went in as like the top seed, which I'd say was 2013, you know, they lost in the world series. Right. So like, why bother and just get to the playoffs and see what happens? I, I get that. But um, I do think the game is changing a little bit and we're seeing a little bit more of the super team in baseball that we have you know, didn't see as much in years past. Um, so anyway, let's move yeah. on. It's done. It's in the past. Yeah, it's not happening. And And you kind of hinted at this before. At this point, there's nobody left in the free agent market that I I am particularly excited about as yeah. a Cardinal fan. I think there's sort of an argument for the ceiling of Ivaldi, also S tier first name, um, but lame. He uh, like you know he throws hard. He can strike people out like. I get that, but I still, I'm, yeah. I'd i be fine with them not signing any of the remaining starting free agents.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I'm with you. I, I talked a few weeks ago about finding uh, a high-end uh, relief arm on the, um, yeah, through free agency. I, I think Taylor Rogers is still an interesting name who's out there. Andrew Chafin is another interesting name out there. I do wonder if Kimbrel would take like a one-year deal yeah. that, you know, is kind of a, a look-at-me deal.
0: Uh, I, so I, I there, meant, there's
1: names out there
0: it definitely meant as a starting pitcher there's some relievers yeah, yeah. that I think could be interesting except that's such a crapshoot pre- position like I, I'd be fine if the Cardinals went and signed Craig Kimbrel. like that'd be fun and he's he was he was all right with the Dodgers last year and there was a reason they're not bringing him back but obviously the ceiling is there and like with relievers you're just looking for 50 60 good innings and like a guy like Kimbrell, it could happen and yeah. you know so i i'd be okay with that sort of signing um but for the most part like the free agent market to me is done as far as the cardinals go
1: yeah i think you're right and that really just points it to like we talked about this with kyle a little bit too looking at the trade market and, and i think miami yeah. which we we chatted about is an obvious uh a partner um honestly like any one of their starters, I would be fine with taking a chance on. I even like. I really like Trevor Rogers. He had a bad year last year, um, but I would even be fine if the Cardinals went out and got something like that. Somebody who's on a down year has the potential to bounce back. We know he's got good stuff when he's right. Um, I don't think Sandy's going to really be got. Uh, and I, I, I talked well, about how I, much I like. Oh yeah,
0: I think the the Marlins have said they'll listen on everyone except for Sandy, yeah. which yeah. is fair. fair. Yeah. Um, um, although I mean, what are they really doing there? You know, so
1: yeah, you but. know, the the Royals have some pitching that would make sense for the Cardinals. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really understand where the Royals are right now in their competitive window. I f- like they're kind of changing over their entire front office and ownership and all that. So, you know, I guess we'll see there. Uh, Oakland is kind of a dried up husk. I think that there are some players to be traded for in Arizona, but that's another team. I don't fully understand their, uh, their competitive window. Um, but if the Cardinals, you know, made a deal for either Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallen, um, I think both of those guys or Zach Gallen would be very expensive and Merrill yeah. Kelly a little less so. Uh, but those would be great, great players. Um, I know there's been some talk about them moving one of their left handed outfielders to maybe the Cardinals pair of Zach Gallen. And uh, I don't know, Nate, how do you feel about Jake McCarthy? Do you like Jake uh, McCarthy?
0: Sure. Throw him in the pile of outfielders that we've got and we'll see what sticks. I mean, he was pretty good last year, so yeah. he he would, he would definitely, I think it'd be fair to say he'd be in the top three as far as Cardinal outfielders go going into 2023, but I'm still, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm just throwing these names out because it's so hard to identify the trade candidates because it's so hard to tell what teams are internally evaluating, it's so hard to tell how teams are evaluating Cardinals players as we learned. Um, like with a fricking pie in our face with the Sean Murphy, uh, fiasco that happened a couple of weeks ago. Like, it's so hard to understand how other teams are valuing your players and, and so on. Like, uh, you know, I don't know, but I, I think those are some names that make a lot of sense. Like I mean, D- Detroit, I, I love Tarek, uh, Tarek Scooball. Um, I don't know if he's going to be available, but that would be a guy who I would like. I, I would, I would, yeah, know, I would go buy the, the Jersey if they got Scooball. I love love his whole makeup, I love his repertoire, I love everything about him. Um I think that would be really fun but maybe expensive. He he was injured last year a little bit too. Anyways, I don't know. I could go on and on, but yeah.
0: I I still think the the answer is Pablo Lopez. Yeah. That that to me makes the most sense. We've still never seen the ceiling on him. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone knows the high end opportunity for him but he's not gotten there yet so the price will be muted a little bit and you're you you know you'd maybe be buying low a little bit um and the cardinals you know at worst case scenario he's hurt and we just slide in another one of those mid-rotation guys that we have a dozen of or back of rotation guys and but if it clicks there you go you've got that number one or number two that we that we really need uh-huh. yeah I, I, not to say it'd be cheap like it would be expensive don't get me wrong because the talent is there and you have to pay for talent but it's not the same as going and and trading for like an actual ace he to me right. is the is like the most available to, to maybe become an ace and could yeah. with your organization
1: and to and pick on the Marlins right now, they kind of have to do something. They have some good starters. They've kind of whiffed on every free agent that has made sense. Unless uh, Carlos Correa gets thrown back to the free agency pool with his <laughs> uh, weird health thing that we don't really have all the answers on as we're recording this, but they've kind of missed
0: the Marlins aren't doing shit right now. Like they're, no. it's such a weird, uh, yeah so, I don't know what their plan is. And they're also in, suddenly an incredibly competitive division. They need so many more pieces than like one or two guys. They need everything to click.
1: Yeah. I, but I think like, you know, you got San- So let's say they trade Pablo. They still got Sandy. Trevor Rogers could bounce bounce back. Jesus Lazardo might have the best stuff on that staff. Uh, yeah. Braxton Garrett had a good year. Edwin Edward Cabrera had a good year. Elizier uh, Hernandez is a a, a starting pitcher that could be something that, they have a lot of pitching. If they could just jazz Chisholm is a very, very exciting player. They just need more bats. Um, so I yeah. we will see. We'll obviously we'll see what they do. It, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, and the Cardinals line up really well with them, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we've traded with him multiple times and yeah. for <laughs> varying degrees of success. Yeah. Um, there's there was an interesting tweet from Ben Sarudi, uh, which is a great follow, um, where he listed out some um, possible trade candidates for uh, relievers, which you know you don't often do as much in the off season, but there were some interesting names on this uh, on this list. And once it out to me, because I've heard talk of them possibly trading him, um, you know, being interested in trading him, which is Liam Hendricks. Yeah. Now, he would be expensive. He's been one of the best closers in baseball for several years in a row now. But he's getting a little old. I think he's 34 or so. And the White Sox, you know, I—I I, neither of us truly know what exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> no one um, does.
1: Jerry Reinstorf
0: doesn't know what they're doing. They've done this before where they've traded really, you know, they traded Kimbrell last year for AJ Pollock, which was a good trade. I think even if Pollock wasn't particularly good for them, it, it it fit their needs. Right. Um, So they've been, they've shown a willingness to deal from, from this position before I'm, torn on the Cardinals trading for a reliever because the reliever element is so hit or miss. I kind of like this approach that they're doing where they're just throwing darts at these guys. But I don't know. I, I'm i pretty supportive of the idea of going out and getting someone like a Hendricks. Um I think you know it could really help shorten the um shorten the game a little bit and paired with Hicks and Helsley and Gallegos, you know, um teams have been able to be successful with just having yeah. an incredibly strong bullpen and a good offense, which we assume we'll have going into 23. Yeah.
1: yeah and, uh, I, you know, I, I mean, Liam Hendricks is good. Um, he hasn't lost a step. He, he strikes out everybody. Um, also like maybe the best mound presence in baseball currently, like very mad Hungarian yeah. vibes, uh, kind of a lunatic. He watches the same episode of TV with his wife Every single night, and I can't remember. It's like an episode of NYPD Blue or something like that, and they watch the exact, not the same show, the exact same episode. Um, so I find that bizarre. But uh, he's a great, <laughs> he's a great player, <laughs> and it is like the thing with getting a Liam Hendricks. And, and this isn't a real problem, but this is something you have to think about if you are Ollie and Mo. Is like okay, we're getting Liam Hendricks. He's clearly the closer. So is Ryan Helsley a coming in at the scary part, uh, before the ninth and you know, that's not a big problem, but it does kind of shake up what you would think your bullpen would be going into next year. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think like that, that's interesting. Like kind of looking through Ben's, uh, again, this is a, a Ben Saruti, uh, post on Twitter. There's some really Which interesting is, uh, games in
0: there. By the way, at STL fan BC seven. So yep. just shout out to Ben. Yeah.
1: If you're listening, yeah, definitely. If you're listening to this podcast, follow him for sure. Um, but Emmanuel class a like trading for somebody like that. Who's like an otherworldly talent. I don't think that's possible. There's no Um, way.
0: Yeah. There there are some names on here that like I get because they're coming from a position of depth. Um, but like the, the guardians are not trading class a, I mean, he's 24 and one of the best, you know, best relievers in, in baseball. So is
1: so fun to watch that cutter is just nuts. He's great. Um, Or the,
0: the Mariners have like eight high-end relievers yeah. you know that but i i just don't think they're trading those guys either
1: yeah yeah i mean chris martin is on this list the ba- boston just signed him the cardinals could have got him if they were interested uh andrew chafin as i mentioned earlier the only other name i want to call out just be i don't think this is going to happen but just because he's fun to watch is Yoan uh, duran who is Dude. uh he's basically yeah. class a kind of the same same kit just a little bit different package and uh throws 102 uh, miles per hour with a I think he threw last year the hardest splitter that has ever been thrown. And it was clocked at like one Oh one Oh one or maybe a hundred even or something like that. He's incredible. Well, I think that the
0: twins, yeah, he is. He's a ton of fun to watch. I think the twins consider themselves competitors and so well, they they're not Joey
1: Gallo. Nate. Yeah. They're pushing yeah. in right now. Let's yeah. Go. So
0: I, I don't think they're trading anyone. That's why no. I don't think the Mariners are trading anyone. I don't think the Guardians are trading these guys. That's where, like, I think the White Sox, it's an interesting one because we don't truly know how they see themselves in 2023. You might be able to get one of their guys, and they've shown a willingness to trade from the bullpen even in a competitive year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You maybe be able to work with the Pirates on David Bednar, who's really good, but you know they don't really need that right now. They need everything else. Um,
1: You know, I I know this isn't the the sabermetrically forward look at this, but I don't like trading with the Pirates. I'm going to be so mad to watch uh, Oviedo Oviedo. pitch against the the Cardinals this year. Um, I'm telling you, he's going to click in. He's going to have a nice year for them. He's going to locate that fastball. Um, It just hurts extra. You got to trade talent to get talent, but my my little heart, my little heart
0: can't take it. Yeah. while we're on the trade market and and the twins, you know, there's been a lot of talk about that the twins now have a glut of outfielders. <laughs> really hit that <laughs> glut, glut of outfielders, and so there's a lot of talk about Max Kepp, Kepler being traded. Yeah, which my opinion is the same on him on any other out gener- generic mid tier outfielder. Like we don't need it, but that has led people to. Then speculate. Well, if you're going to trade for a twins outfielder, go ahead and trade for Byron Buxton, which is, of course, fun to do. But, like, let's be real here. Like, I, we don't need any more projected Byron Buxton trades because the twins are not going to trade this guy. Like, also, they, Walker and Wynn are included in that trade. Like, you are, yeah, you're depleting
1: they're, they're... the this. It's Walker, Wynn, Newt,
0: and then Gricefo, and maybe more. Like, yeah, he he's their guy. That's their whole thing. Like, they yeah, he's hurt all the time. And you could argue, you know, maybe it's time to move on for him. But, like, he might be the best player in baseball. He just can't stay healthy. And so they're not – they signed him to a huge contract. That The Twins are not trading Byron Bucks. And it's fun. No. I know it's December. We've got to have our fun somewhere. But, like, just because you think the Twins are going to trade Max Kepler doesn't mean you can just – ratchet it up to like well why not just go trade for byron buxton like yeah. yeah sure okay like you could do that with any team like oh the dodgers are gonna trade uh you know their fourth outfielder well why don't we just go and get mookie Betts? you know <laughs> like yeah easy. it's it's, yeah. it's just that easy so yeah like, i would love byron buxton as the starting center fielder for the cardinals uh but the twins have him and they seem to be pretty happy with him yeah, as their I, uh, center fielder
1: he he's also a guy that's going to benefit from the the shift, uh. Like uh, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he good, I, I, he good, yeah. Like per game, the, one of the most valuable players in baseball. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see if he can stay healthy. He had twenty eight home runs last year in ninety two games. Um, that's the, the yeah. power that he has kind of come into as he's gotten older has been breathtaking. He is
0: well, incredible. he's they clearly made a decision last year to have him steal less bases um, to try to keep him healthy and it only kind of worked, but it, I think it did allow him to tap into the power a little bit more. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's incredible. I'm a huge fan of Byron bucks. I, I, I mean, I, I think this is what everyone says. So not a unique take here, but like, you just want one full healthy year of Byron bucks at max capacity because he's competing with trout and Otani and Vlad, you know, for MVP. Um, so anyway, I'm with um, you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't they just trade for him? Um, any other trade candidates you want to talk about before we move on? Uh,
1: no, I-, I will just echo your sentiment around Max Kepler. Like why trade for Max, Ke- Max Kepler when you have Lars Newtbar at home? Um, yeah, it-, it doesn't make sense. I will say if you really, really value right field defense, that's your guy. <laughs> um, But outside of that, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm in line with you. Unless he's like free, like you know, if if he's a, a low level pitcher or something like that, then yeah, yeah,
0: go get him, throw him in the pile and see what sure. sticks. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, All no, right. outside so, of that, no thanks. He's German. Ooh, <laughs> wunderbar! Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I was looking for. Knocked it out of the park. Great job. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we've got more to talk about, but um, before we do, we want to remind all of our listeners that we are supported on Patreon. Hey, it's the season of giving, Ben. Yeah, you know, give me some. And, and if you uh give if you're enjoying so this, if you're enjoying the show <laughs> and you want to support it, support it's the creation the time the, and effort that goes into it, consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash talking about birds. Yeah, we are watching a movie, okay, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh patreons patrons at any level get <laughs> access to our private discord it's called the bird Court. we're having a great time in there Nonstop stop laughs tweet tweet hot takes tweet tweet uh and uh, get in there it's a great it's a great place to be it's only going to get better you know a hundred days till opening day it's a great place to be if you're sort of sick of the social media roulette that's happening right now and you just want to talk to some people that are are cardinal fans get in there so uh also consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform it does help we appreciate all those of you who have and if you haven't it's like two minutes just go in there and do it we we truly appreciate it um if you're not following us online um maybe you should ben where can people find us online
1: Yeah. Make sure to follow us at talk about birds on Twitter. Um, you can find movie trailers, uh, hot takes, um, great retweets. We kill it over there. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at talking about birds It's talking about birds on Instagram, talk about birds on Twitter. And of course, per usual, you can email us any thoughts, musing questions. I think I said flirtations last week, flirtations, Mm -hmm. ideas, um, movie opinions, um, whatever you might have to talk about birds at gmail.com. Um, I'm not going to, you know, it's the Christmas, it's the holiday season. I'm not going to, you know, slander you in any way this week, Nate. I'm, I, I think, wow. Email us and, and, and tell us uh, Merry Christmas or, 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 happy holidays or happy new year. You know, let's, let's keep the cheer going around. Cause I love Christmas. Um, <laughs> And, and uh as was uh,
0: stated earlier yeah big, big, s- you're you're Scrooge after the events of a christmas carol <laughs>
1: uh yeah yeah Um, uh, we're also on good old spotify so for some reason that's the your preferred way to listen to podcasts you can find us on spotify as well
0: awesome um so yeah let's keep going so What do you want to talk about next, Ben? I know we've got our little list here, I guess. Um, You know, there was there was a big signing that happened uh, that was not the Cardinals, yeah, but it directly impacts the Cardinals. So let's talk about it. Uh, Dansby Swanson. Yeah. You know, can I say, can I
1: say I called it? Can I say I called it?
0: Um, you can now whether that's true or anyone respects it is a different thing. Listen you, to the
1: tape. I said this weeks <laughs> ago.
0: Yeah, I mean it was. That was like the thing everyone. Oh was my expecting. goodness!
1: It was an original but, um, thought for me. Okay, yeah. Dansby Swanson signs with the Cubs. Seven years, Nathan. Seven years, one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars. Mister Danceby Swanson, I love this
0: signing for the Cubs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, that the Cubs have chosen to capitalize on a career year from Tansby Swanson. <laughs> they paid them like
1: it too. Wow.
0: Like I know it's. I mean, they're, they're another team that has more money than they have spent for the last several years. Yeah. So ultimately, if this contract doesn't work out for the Cubs, it's really not going to hamstring them in any way, um, because they have. Yeah, you know, all Whoa. of these teams have more money than they actually spend, but uh I was surprised at the overall contract value. It, uh, it, it, yeah.
1: And I think I think we have every right to dunk on the cubbies a little bit for this, but I I want to start off by saying why this deal is good uh for the Cubs. And I think what it does is really, really shores up their up the middle defense. They have a yeah. potentially gold glove caliber shortstop with Dansby who I think he'll 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 maintain that for the next couple of years the big thing with Dansby is his throwing arm is no good so we'll see how that ages it allows them to move who I think is I personally think Nico Horner is a better shortstop than Dansby two seconds so you know he is going to be in the conversation for gold glove assuming that transition goes well for him Uh, You can imagine Cody Bellinger, who we've talked about many times as being one of the best center fielders in baseball, is going to be starting most of their games in center field. Um, So that gives them up the middle, really, really, really solid defense. Patrick Wisdom and Chris Morrell are going to be playing third base. That's going to be a high level defensive uh, group over there. Um, Ian Happ is going to move out of center field and be left field or right field. All I'm like, what what I'll appreciate, I'll give the Cubs credit for is that they're you know their pitching shows up, which you know it's gotten a little bit better with Tyon, and they'll have a, a what's it, a Stroman for another
0: year. Stroman, yeah.
1: they're going to be able to pick it. Um, and you know Cardinals fans know exactly how you know effective that can be over the last few years. They're going to they're going to be a really good defensive team, and that's going to be really frustrating. So that's the thing that I'll say that's good about this signing. Um, yeah, I think it, it lifts the floor. It lifts the, the floor. Yeah. Outside of that, I think you hit the nail on the head. They paid a guy after a career year who I don't think you and I really see. Like, if Dansby Here. eclipses Six War again, I, I will be shocked. I will be beside myself. I, I think that we saw the best version of Dansby.
0: Here's a fun fact. Now, I. I I know that this is incredibly misleading, but it is true. Paul DeYoung and Dansby Swanson have the same career OPS plus. (laughs) Just opposite trajectories. (laughs) Yeah, no, again, I know it's misleading and I know. But but that fact is very funny to me. So obviously Dansby has really stepped it up the last two years and uh, Paul DeYoung has not. But still, um, you know, it's... I I think he's a good signing. You know, I, I, my, my default is to make fun of the Cubs and I think he got more money in more years than any of us were expecting, but so did everyone except for Carlos Rodon. Right. (laughs) Uh, Everyone has gotten more money in more years than expected. And ultimately, when you look back at these contracts, Trey Turner, almost 300, Xander or Trey Turner over 300, Xander almost 300. Um Correa if it goes 3 through over 300. It could end up that this Dansby contract is ultimately the most reasonable out of all of those deals. Yeah. But I think it's also the most likely to become just a complete albatross and he becomes like a light hitting defensive first you know, second baseman within a few years.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think you got two big things to worry about with Dansby. I think first is his approach. He, when he swings and hits the ball, it's great. We love it. Everyone's everyone's in it. Like he's the
0: hair's flowing. Oh,
1: he's hitting his the ball. His name hard. is Dansby. But
0: you know, <laughs> what more do you want?
1: He, he doesn't have a very disciplined approach. Uh, he swings and misses a lot. Uh, He strikes out a lot and he's going from a highly analytical organization that was positioning him very, very well um, because of the way the rules existed up until 2022. And in 2023, he's going to have to play shortstop uh, like they have pre-shift. He's going to have to cover that ground. I think I'm very curious to see if he is the defensive wizard that his current numbers show, because I think that I, I I just think there might be a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Now we're going to, we're have a front row seat to it. I might be totally way off on this and we'll be talking Mm -hmm. in six months. And Dansby is just, you know, frustrating the Cardinals hitters uh, play after play. Um, But, but that's kind of the hunch I have. Like I said, like he doesn't have a great arm. Um, His first step is, is good. um, But I really think that, he, uh, I, they, Atlanta kind of has like a system defense, and he was kind of really good in the system. Um, yeah, to kind of compare it to football a little bit, but we'll see. Um, like I said, we'll we'll watch him. They're, I, they're also I don't know if we noted this. There's a no trade clause included in that, so he's going to be here for uh, or there for quite yeah. a
0: while. Though, I mean, how often? Unless you're, uh, was it Hosmer or Luke Voigt? How often has a uh, as a no trade clause ever actually come into play in was yeah. it was it Voigt with the with the no, Padres No Hosmer declined Hosmer, so they
1: had to drop Void because uh, they were running out of 26 man space yeah Yeah which yeah. what a, yeah. And then, well I was going to talk about this later but then uh, a couple of days ago Hosmer got DFA'd from the Red Sox yeah. and it's like well you know that kind of adds up and I I bet that Luke Voight has a job here soon
0: Yeah. But just like, I mean, of course you have, he was doing what he, his contract said he could do, you know, which Mm -hmm. is, I don't want to be traded from the Padres to the nationals.
1: Yeah. He negotiated uh, that. Yeah.
0: That's, and it was his right. Um, it's just, and I'm glad that he did it because I'm sure he had way more fun finishing the season with the Padres than if he would have with the nationals. And that was (laughs) what he earned with that contract, Uh, but, uh, no,
1: you're forgetting, you're forgetting he got traded to the Red Sox at the end of last year
0: right okay and
1: yeah. then luke right. Voigt got picked up by the nationals
0: yeah okay yeah. well anyway yeah uh yeah dansby it's it's all gonna be it's it he's on a razor's edge of value you yeah. know his offensive profile if he does exactly what he did the last year year or two he's going to be incredibly valuable but if that k percentage increases by just a little bit uh it's going to, the wheels are going to fall off. If yep. that power, that ISO reduces just a little bit, he's going to be a mid range shortstop, maybe second baseman. If know. that
1: wind's blowing off the lake all year. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> oh, baby.
0: Oh, the uh, north side of Chicago is going to hate him up there. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Chicago. All right. Uh yeah, so we'll see. Um, but either way, this is a direct impact of the Cardinals because we're going to be seeing Dansby all the time now.
1: <laughs> Dansby, all the time. All right.
0: Dansby, all the time. All right, Ben. You, you've you've set up a whole thing for yeah. us to do. So yeah. we're going to round out this episode with a couple of um, activities. Yeah. So Ben, this is from the twisted mind of of. <laughs> Been Samorka. So I'll let you yeah. I'll let you set it up.
1: Okay. So yeah, I'm calling this the free agent scraps big money draft, aka Fazbund. Mm-hmm. Um, which I Fasbund. think Fazbund, Boomed Um, which rolls off the tongue. Okay. Here's how boomed works. Ben and Nate. Each draft six remaining free agents. And that is, we are recording Tuesday night, December 20th. So, six remaining free agents. Whoever collects the most guaranteed money by spring training wins the competition. Spring training officially starts February 24th. So, if you draft a player who has not been assigned prior to that date, he counts as zero. Understood.
0: Makes sense. Um, it does. Okay. So are we going back and forth on this? How? Who's going first?
1: We're going back and forth. I have a coin flipper pulled up on my screen uh, brought to you by Google. Um, so you. I'm going to hit flip. And when I hit flip, I'll say it. And I want you to call it. And you can say heads or tails. And I will, okay. uh, I will reveal the winner. And okay. I'm flipping. Heads. And
0: it's on heads. Nate
1: wins. All right. So would you like to go first or
0: second? I'm going to go first. All right. And my first pick is Jurekson Profile.
1: Wow, okay. Uh, I think that is a terrible pick. Um, His own team didn't want him. He's gone. But uh, we'll see. I mean, he's young. You have that. Um, So I, I think that's good for you.
0: Versatility. Position players are being paid. Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tap the glass here. I'm not going to give you my thought process. Yeah. My first, are are you taking notes on this or, or should I be? Uh,
1: well, I'll write yours down. You write mine down. How about that?
0: (laughs) What a, what a, what a complicated (laughs) way to go about it. (laughs) All right. I'm writing down yours and you write down mine. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This is, uh, shoot. I forgot.
1: This is phasm. Okay. Nate, this is, you're on my, uh,
0: All right, Uh, no, I like it. You're in charge here. All
1: right, all right. I think. Okay, ready? Yeah. You you shut up for one second so I can. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to draft previously mentioned Nathan Yovaldi. Okay. I'll I'll just I'll give a little something. You know, I think best pitcher on the market. Um, relatively. Young compared to some of the older guys, teams are gonna get desperate. I think evaldi's gonna get paid. I think that's fair. Okay. okay. Thanks, Nate.
0: Again, S tier first name. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with my middle infielders. I'm gonna say Hey, you didn't write down my guy. I'll get to what are it. What you doing?
1: This is horseshit gene Cigara. oh okay that was going to be my next pick that's that's a good yeah. one yeah all right all right good i wrote it down i wrote it down mm-hmm. okay that's solid um i am going to oh damn this you you really threw a wrench in my uh wrench um
0: <laughs> don't put these wrenches in my wrenches
1: <laughs> yeah Oh damn. I, I was I was really gonna be excited about that. I'll go to let me get uh I'm gonna stick with my, my starting pitcher um thought process here. I'm gonna go Danny Duffy. I think Danny Duffy, he's got good periffs. Um I think he's gonna get a multi year deal, which is really gonna push that guaranteed up. Uh so give me give me Danny Duffy.
0: Yeah, Duffy got linked to the Cardinals every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't necessarily think this is going to be a good contract for anyone involved, but I'm going to go. I, I think with pitchers, they're getting a little paid right now. Yeah. I mean, every everyone's getting paid, and I've gone middle infielder back-to-back, So I'm going to go with old friend Michael Walker. Oh, good choice. Uh,
1: He was Mm going to be next on mine. If I, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. if if he was available to me, great pickup, Nate. Wow. I mean, even for you, pretty impressive. Um, all right. I'm going to go, do I want to stick with pitching? I probably shouldn't. um, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go off course a little bit. I'm going to pick. Oh crap. Let's see. No, he's too old. Um. Oh no, Nathan. I, I am. I'm at a loss here. Um, Benjamin, make a pick. I know. I, I keep, I keep second guessing myself. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Brian Anderson. Uh, give me Brian Anderson. He's released by Miami toolsy third baseman. One of the best arms in baseball. Somebody, I think a smart team's going to take advantage of him. Um, now how much money is he going to get? I don't know. Probably not that much. <laughs> we'll see what happens here, but, uh, I'll, I'll go Brian Anderson. Good hair. Okay. Good flow on Brian. Great Anderson. hair. Yeah.
0: Great hair. Um, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Brian Anderson. Good pick. Um, I'm going to go just off the narrative alone. This guy, I think he's worth double everything that your guys are going to earn. Oh, wow. Trey Mancini.
1: Oh, good pick. Get,
0: get this man starting job. Yeah. I'm thinking two mm, 33. All right. well,
1: should we? Yeah, we're not. We're not doing predictions, but
0: no. But I'm just throwing no, it. I, out there. I just forgot I was supposed to write your guy down. <laughs> wow. Uh, who, wow. Who? That was uh, you said Gary Sanchez, right?
1: <laughs>
0: no, the Sanchez. Surely Sanchez. someone. Is going to lock him up. Uh, Trey Mancini. Mancini. Yes. Okay. I thought about Mancini for the Cardinals. It, it doesn't make any sense with, you know, we don't need any more of his type, but he's a, he's a cool guy.
1: If Mancini was a left-handed hitter, he would already yeah. be signed um, and yeah. be making double whatever he's going to get. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the yeah. funny thing, you know, speaking of narrative um, I'm going to do a little bit of narrative and I'm going to do a lot of Scott Boris on this and I'm going to go with Michael Conforto. I think somebody's going to give him a high dollar, might even mm-hmm. be an option uh, with a decent payout that's going to up that uh, that guaranteed money. Um, so yeah, give me, give me Conforto.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Conforto from my next pick. He's such a wild card in the current free agent market because obviously the ceiling was there, the performance was kind of there, and then he missed a full year with some yeah. sort of obscure shoulder injury. So you don't see that a lot. Um, I'm definitely expecting a pillow contract. Someone's going to take him. Hopefully I'm thinking he's going to get like 13 million from a bad team. Who's going to hope that he crushes and then they can trade him and then he'll get, then he'll get a legit contract. That's my expectation. And
1: I mean, that's kind of the fun thing about this game is that that's the kind of money we're we're not talking about hundreds of millions. We're talking like 13 million could be a nice value pick for me. We'll, we'll see what happens here though.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of nice value picks, um, I still think there's going to be some value in the right or in the relief pitching market. We talked about him earlier. I'm going to go Taylor Rogers. (sighs) Damn it. He's only damn it. going to be my next pick. (laughs) He's only 32. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's going to get a couple year deal with some good change on it. So, Yeah. That's that's good. Um, damn. Okay,
1: you've got you, you really just swept doing the all, rug out from under me. We're doing. We've got two picks left each. Two picks left each. Okay. All right. I'm looking down the list. I hate to do this. Um, I, I I'm not sure how much I believe in this pick. I have no idea where he's gonna go. But I'll take Brandon Belt, who uh, pretty much didn't have a year last year. But I want Brandon Belt, free agency for the first time. See what he does he's here. Got, he's got those rings. He's got the rings. Okay. I think, like, I mean, there's still some left in that bat. You know, baby giraffe. He's He's got stuff. He could do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I just wrote down only Brandon. Hold on. Let me fix that. All right. Um. <laughs> You have not written down my most recent pick. So oh, um, did. <laughs> wait, who did you just pick? Oh, yeah. Taylor, Taylor Rogers, Rogers. Was, It's because I so, made
1: these rules. Well, yeah. I was so mad about that one. I really wanted Taylor Rogers, but I was trying to wait yeah. for the
0: value. We're down at the bottom here. I yeah, know we are name brand name brand alone is going to get this guy. Uh, Damn it. Two digits in the millions. Uh, which is a confusing way to say 10 million at least. Uh, <laughs> Craig Kim. Damn it,
1: damn it, damn it.
0: <laughs> Good pickup. Thanks, guy. All right. All right. Uh, you've got one more pick. All right. Um, I, I think I have to do
1: it. We talked about him a lot this season. Oh, crap. But there's. All right. There's two players I'm thinking of. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll I'll say what I'm thinking after the draft so I don't give anything away uh-huh. and I don't you don't take my guy. But. Well,
0: I don't have any more picks. So oh, you,
1: oh you don't. You, okay.
0: We're done. Wow. We're done okay,
1: I'm this, really so. good at my own game. Okay, so I'm yeah. thinking Elvis Andrews because he had a nice year and he's probably going to get did. a guarantee of at least two years. Um, I'm also thinking about Gary Sanchez because he is a catcher. He can catch well. He, it's the bat. Yeah. I'm also thinking about Miguel Sano. I wouldn't be surprised if a team paid miguel Sano a little bit um also will myers is out there There, there's some still some talent out there that that could click but i think (laughs) i want to win right right um so i think i'm going to go with elvis andrews and you know he's got a good year behind him maybe get a two-year deal um I'll, i'll take elvis as my final pick here
0: i think that's fair it's probably who i pick out of the list that you provided um I do think probably whoever pays that is uh, chasing, you know, a good, really half season yeah. of a thirty-four-year-old shortstop who hasn't really been relevant for like five years. <laughs> yeah, but he was good. Like yeah. la- the the back half of last year, he was legitimately good. It yeah. was pretty wild to see that bounce back. But I'd be surprised if that's something that yeah. carries into a uh, um, into twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah. A couple other names. Uh, Andrew Chafin, we've talked about him already a couple of times. Um, I think w- it would be a good pick. Um, who, who else did I want to, Oh, Chad cool. Who kind of had yeah. an up and down season with the Rockies would not be surprised if he gets a multi-year deal. Uh, but all right, it's locked yeah. in. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, read this out really quick just to, uh, to close the book on this game. Uh, Nate went with jerks and profar, Gene Segura, Michael Walker, Trey Mancini, Taylor, Ro- Taylor Rogers, and Craig Kimbrell. Wow, what a team. And Ben went with Nate Evaldi, Danny Duffy, Brian Anderson, Michael Conforto, Brandon Belt, and Elvis Andrews. So uh, hmm. we'll follow up on that. Like I said, deadline is February 24th. Um, and man, I can't wait for Evaldi to sign a hundred, $100 million contract and me to just walk away with this.
0: It it might happen, yeah. but probably not. I'm probably he's not. Get, he's going to get like three... 42 or yeah something like that, which might be enough to set it might difference be in this game yeah you know um but he's getting older and he's never really put it all together right yeah you know? um all right well we're done with your game we're gonna wrap up this episode with a a classic game a fan favorite then because it addresses a core issue of this podcast <laughs> listen the name of the show is talk about M- oh, okay. talking about birds. Yeah. Okay. And. Oh, we actually had Yeah. Okay. We had to append a St. Louis Cardinal podcast onto the title because it was unclear. We're getting bird watchers <laughs> left and right. Okay. <laughs> and we love our bird watching community. Okay. Do we? Ben, you know, we do. We love it. And, and in fact, we're going to embrace that a little bit today with a little game that I call bird or boy (laughs) up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a bird. It's a bird. It's a bird. It's a bird. It's a boy.
1: God, I forgot about
0: that. So I have a list (laughs) by associate
1: producer Nate Heininger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so I've got a, uh, I've got a list here Yeah, and I've actually, I've, I've changed the game a little bit. This time, it's exclusively Cardinal players. So I'm going to list a, I'm going to say a single word. (laughs) And it's either the last name of a former or current Cardinal player okay, or a type of bird. All right. And you have to tell me which it is
1: and to be clear to understand your thought process so me and the listener we're all on the same page here is that you think that this will appease the bird watching people that come to the podcast on accident
0: we're talking about birds baby (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right cool
0: yeah no i'm here for it yeah let's go all right rip it so i i'm not done on the rules um (laughs) so if it's a boy you're gonna hear this a real boy (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if it's a bird, you're gonna hear this. <laughs> yeah, the the deck noise. <laughs> That's a good noise. Mallard. yep yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna start. And the first is Aroca.
1: Aroca. 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 That's good. Um Aroka. That Aroka, where would that be from? It sounds like it might be Japanese, but it could oh, that's a tough one. Um, are there any accents on that or anything like that? Do you want to help me out there?
0: I will spell it for you.
1: Uh no, that's okay. I am okay. going to say it is. I'm gonna say that's a bird. I don't think that that's a boy. A real
0: boy! Damn it. Rene Arocha was a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals from 1993 to 1995. Some of wow. our listeners might remember him. Okay. It might be a Rocha. It's A-R-O-C-H-A. I don't remember oh, him. But... Okay. I should have asked you to spell it because I thought it was A-R-O-K-A. But I it's sh- the same.
1: I am mean, Arocha. Well, the etymology would be different, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. 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 Wow. I lose. I, lose. I get it. Yeah. Move on. Yep. All right. Everyone hates me.
0: Yep. bibby bibby
1: <laughs> bibby <laughs> um, i mean it's a great last name if it is a last name i don't think it is well i i mean obviously it could be a last name i'm going to say that that's a bird a real oh my god this
0: is going poorly Jim Bibby, Jim Bibby, was a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals in 1972 and 1973. We all remember Jim. All right, Bob White.
1: (laughs) That's and this is only surnames, right? This is its name isn't Bob White. It's Bob White, Bob White, Um, Bob White. God, I want that to be a last name so bad. I'm obviously very bad at this game. I mean, if somebody was named Bob, Bob white, that would be my favorite thing that's ever happened. Um, Robert Bob white. Um, but like birds, Bob, they are, they can be white. So that also makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I'm killing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. talking about birds after dark, I'm feeling sharp. I'm going to say that that is a bird. Thank goodness
0: on the board. You are on the board. An emphatic whistled bobwhite ringing from a grassy field or piney woods has long been a characteristic sound of summers in the eastern countryside. It's quite a bit harder to spot a (laughs) northern bobwhite as the bird's elegantly dappled plumage often uh, offers excellent camouflage. They forage in groups, scurrying between cover or bursting into flight if alarmed. Bob Whites have been in sharp decline throughout the past half century, likely owing to habitat loss and changes in agriculture. And they are an increasingly high priority for conservation. Thanks, Nate. That was that was great. Cool. All right. Uh, um... I forgot
1: how insane you sound reading bird copy (laughs) off the Internet. So thank you for that. I also
0: don't read it until I'm doing this. So it's all, it's all new. It's new to both. So if
1: you're a Wikipedia editor, go out to try to guess the bird that Nate's going to read about.
0: All right. You ready for this next one? Bob white bird. (laughs) Okay.
1: So this sucks because you could just be like, well, yeah, it's a bird. So they're all birds are birds. Um, But also Larry Bird. You know, the bird is also a last name. So I'm going to say the last name. This is a boy. A real boy! Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to pull some
0: nady bullshit. (laughs) Uh, Frank Bird was a catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals in 1892. Yep. We all remember. I also, I was thinking, is Bird a type of bird? And I don't think
1: so. I mean a bird is a a bird is the word (laughs) (laughs) move on
0: (laughs) all right limpkin
1: limpkin limpkin limpkin. uh that that just sounds like a regular ass name to me so i'm gonna go a boy on that one
0: damn it i am terrible at this game (laughs) The gangly brown and white limkin looks a bit like a giant rail or perhaps a young night heron. Its long bill is bent and twisted at the tip, an adaptation for removing uh. snails from the shell. Limkins are tropical <laughs> wetland birds whose range reaches in the Florida. Too bad. They specialize in eating apple snails, apple snails, which I like they have snails both day and (laughs) night and they often leave telltale piles of snail shells at the edges of freshwater wetlands where hunting is good the birds haunting cries heard mostly at night are otherworldly and unforgettable (laughs) (laughs) jesus okay uh all right Uh (laughs) (laughs) wait did you get that one yeah you got that one okay uh did i yeah, no, I don't um, think I did. No, I did said it not- was a person. Yeah. Okay.
1: Come uh, Pay attention.
0: Sanderling. Sanderling.
1: Jeez, I don't know. I'm so bad at this game. I just need to guess. Uh, I'm going to say that's a boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many are left? <laughs> the Sanderling is a small <laughs> waiting bird. The name derives from Old English. The genus name is from ancient Greek, a term used by Aristotle for some gray colored waterside birds. It is a circumpolar Arctic breeder, (laughs) circumpolar Arctic breeder, and is a long distance migrant wintering South to South America, South Europe, Africa, and Australia. (laughs) Let me finish. It is a highly gregarious. Wow! It is highly gregarious in winter. Sometimes forming large flocks on coastal mud flats or sandy beaches. We should have them on the pod. We should. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a fun. cool dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. fussleback
1: God, I don't know.
0: Uh, it's a bird. A real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you do yeah, you, you've been pretty good at this game in the past, but you are swinging and missing mm-hmm. on this one. Ooh. Eddie Fasselback or Fusselback was a catcher, outfielder, and pitcher for the Cardinals in eighteen eighty two yeah, yeah, I mean, what I'm learning is just anything can be named anything it's, it's, <laughs> that, that is this game, all right, just a few more,
1: yeah, do I have you a chance heena. of winning still, Nate? Can I still pull it out?
0: I'm pretty sure you're getting eaten by birds. At the the end last of
1: one is worth 10 points, right? Sure. Yeah. Yuhina. Yuhina. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's remarkable on <laughs> <and> a 50-50 <laughs> chance how often you're getting it wrong. The black-chinned Yuhina is a bird species in the white-eye family Zosteropidae. It is found in the Indian subcontinent from the Himalayan eastwards to contiguous hilly regions of Southeast Asia, Asia, Asia. Asia. The species ranges across Bangladesh, Bhutan, Cambodia, India, Laos, Myanmar, Nepal, Tibet, and Thailand. Its natural habitats are subtropical or tropical. Most (laughs) moist lowland forests, as well as subtropical or tropical moist montane forests
1: wow you you might i hope that bird goes extinct i don't care <laughs> two more
0: perky boy a real- hey <laughs> there we go bob perky spelled like turkey but with a p <laughs>
1: Was so a pitcher for the Cardinals. Is that why you picked that, it? Because it was close yes. to
0: Turkey? Okay. Yes, that's exactly why. I wow. It. Born in 1965. Then finally, for 10 Shelduk. points. For 10 points. Shelduk,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't remember which way the bit went.
0: Um, We've played this game three times now, (laughs) and Shell Duck has been on all three, and you've gotten it wrong (laughs) twice. So let's see.
1: (laughs) Here comes the third time. I'm going to say it's a bird for 10 points. You got it. (laughs) Yes, let's go, Shell Duck.
0: Oh, Uh, wow, I'm a genius. the common shell duck is a waterfowl species of the shell duck genus, Tadorna. It is widespread and common in the euro Siberian region of the <laughs> palearctic, mainly breeding in temperate and wintering in subtropical regions in winter. It can also be found in the Maghreb. Do you even know is. what you're
1: reading when you read this bird copy? Off? I
0: told you I don't read it until <laughs> okay. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right, Ben, you got twelve points. Hey, uh, because we decided shell duck was worth ten. But honestly, I'm proud of you. Third time's a charm on (laughs) (laughs) on shell duck. I still don't believe it's a
1: bird, but it's a bird.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this (sighs) episode. Uh, That was Birder Boy. What a what a classic. Classic Um, game. Yeah. Thank you all for being with us this week. Happy holidays, and we will be back next week watch the movie with us what's it called again ben battlefield baseball
1: battlefield baseball yeah check the twitter again um i I tweeted out the trailer i'll probably just tweet out the link to watch it free on youtube as well um just to make lives easier um but yeah it's free on youtube watch it with us if not uh we're going to talk about it i'm sure there'll be some other baseball stuff to talk about but yeah happy holidays and, and be safe and travel safe and all that good stuff and uh bob white
0: Bob White. And until next week, Shell Duck. Bob White.